At this time, I'd like to ask David Hope to come with split sermon, A Few Attributes of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Mr. Borden. Good afternoon, everyone. See a lot of, oh, good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. Until I get this turned on, we haven't said anything yet. Good afternoon, everyone. Hey, we're on, all right. Kind of like some of these motivational speakers. I didn't hear that, but I heard it. You, all these, I heard your smiles too. Well, you guys, a lot of you really braved the weather to come so far today with all the flooding throughout the country. Fifty days ago, I gave a message on a that Sunday is important in the row of holy days. You know, a lot of times we say, ah, Sunday's not important, blah, 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 and Easter and all that. Well, Sunday is important and has a row in God's holy days. Fifty days ago, we as the church began a countdown from the morrow after the Sabbath during the Days of Unleavened Bread. Most, a lot of you were here on that day. That was a Sunday. That morrow after the Sabbath being a Sunday is considered in the Holy Bible in the New Testament as, or by the Bible as the wave chief offering. A lot of people in the world don't understand that. The wave chief offering that was on that moral after Sunday. That is important, but it was not Easter. You know, that moral after the Sabbath was not Easter. And this is one of the years that uh, Easter falls right really close to our holy days. Sometimes they're a week or two off and uh, but this year Easter and, and the wave sheaf offering day coincided and today 50 days later we're celebrating that 50th day and the New Testament is called the day of Pentecost I think I mentioned that a while ago and today we'll briefly and I told them back here I'm not going to talk too long briefly look at a few New Testament references and benefits and I've, if, you, if, you have an out, if you take notes in outline form, I have a little bit of outline. I've got number one is comforter. If you'll turn to uh, John 14, John chapter 14, chapter, verse 15 through 17, breaking into a thought here that we've read. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. Shall be in you. And the meaning of that in, in the Greek, uh, a lot of you like to have these Greek and Hebrew numbers, and in the Greek that's 3875, and uh, parketios, something like that. You can look it up, P-A-R-A-K-L-E-T-O-S. And then, but anyway, uh, some of the meaning is intercessor, consoler, advocate, and comforter. And I don't need for you to raise your hand right now, but how many of you right now could use a comforter? How many of us over the past have needed a comforter and have had a comforter and received comfort from one another? 
comfort from the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times we don't realize that the Holy Spirit is comforting us through another individual, another, another individual. But it's a comforter. Even if we didn't have anyone here, we would have that comforter available to us. If you've been baptized and received the Holy Spirit, that is the comforter, or that comforter is available to you right now. If you've been baptized and had the hands laid on you and received the Holy Spirit, you have that comforter available to you right now. Some of us don't use it nearly like we ought to. Maybe uh, we haven't thought of it in those terms. We'll jump down. We'll stay in the, uh, John chapter 14. We'll go to verse 26 and 27. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, and some Bibles has it, Holy Ghost, and I looked up all of these, and I know a lot of you have too, and the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, is synonymous. It's the same Greek word throughout. And the Holy Spirit, when it mentions the Holy Spirit, it only says Spirit in the King James about, what, five, six times. I, don't, I didn't get the exact, well, I had it, but I don't remember it. But, but it's the same thing, and, and if you feel more comfortable, in some churches they feel more comfortable calling it a Holy Ghost, that's okay. It's still the same thing. But the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy, I mean, the Comfort, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, and here's another benefit, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace. I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And it's difficult sometimes to take that internally and we'll read it. And sometimes when some of the trials, some of the problems we're having seems to be over, overwhelming. It's just something that we can't bear with. But the encouragement is, let not your heart be troubled. And I've got another point, our infirmities. Romans 8, verse 26 through 28. And there's so many, many, many scriptures we could use today. And uh, if, if everybody in here got up and got a mess, gave a message today and, and on the same subject, we'd still hear a lot of different things. And... And I know you have a lot of things. Romans 8 and verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray as we ought. Have you ever been that way to where you, you just really don't know which way to go? You just don't know. Some of you have. Some, a lot of you I know have. I have. You know, we've all had situations where we just can't see the end of the tunnel. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Even if we just don't really know how to pray about a situation, the Holy Spirit in us makes the intercession, makes the connection, says, hey, God, you know, well, it's part of God. You know, I don't need to get into all this, but, you know, the Holy Spirit within us knows what our feelings is and makes an interpretation and uh, many times will reveal it to us. With, that, with groaning which cannot be uttered. Verse 27. He that searches the heart, what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And here's 
the part of the scripture, sometimes we take it not even in context with this, but we'll take it but in this context. And we know that all things together or work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And, you know, we've, we've mentioned that many times. I've even used that. That's one of my favorite <laughs> uh, texts too, you know, that if we love God, even though it, you can't, possibly see how this would work out for the good and sometimes it may take years later before you actually realize you know God really knew what he was doing you know this was horrible for me maybe I had a complete reversal maybe I had lost tremendous things maybe I lost respect in the community whatever you know so many things but sometimes it may even take years before we really see that the wisdom that God has that he worked it out for our purpose Sometimes it's not a long time, but it's the faith. And I know even several years ago, I, I personally had a, well, I don't want to get into too much of that, but, but we all have had severe emotional problems. And I had a combination, I think a lot of people can be uh, uh, experiencing the same things, a, a combination of, of stresses in the world and then couple that with maybe a, a faulty diet or, or if you're getting older, you, you're on medications and sometimes the medications will work against that. Gives you all kinds of chemical imbalances and they'll give you another chemical to treat this and that causes another problem. And, uh, and mine basically started with uh, some blood pressure medication. You know, you either leave, uh, don't take the medication and you have a stroke and you're in bed, you know, paralyzed the rest of your life or maybe you die. Uh, or you take uh, the other alternative, and, and in most cases, a person's better off if they reduce their risk factors, you know, and lose the weight and get on a good diet and, and all that. But uh, uh, I had a situation, I know some of you have too, to where you think, you know, I, I feel like God is just not even there. He don't even hear the prayers, you know, you think. And, and if, you've, if you've never been there, it is really pardon my expression, it is really hell. I mean, it is really bad. And had I not experienced that myself, I, it'd be hard for me to understand how somebody else could go through something like that. But it, it's to the point, uh, you know, some people go to a point and they become suicidal. Well, fortunately, I didn't become suicidal, but I really didn't have a problem if a big old semi would run over me on my motorcycle, you know, and, and they had good insurance and they would, my wife and family would get a lot of money out of it. I didn't have a problem with that. And I didn't even really even get to where I liked to ride my motorcycle. That was something that was fun, but I didn't even look forward to doing that. I was in such a state. And I know a lot of you out here, maybe not a lot of you, but I know there's got to be somebody out here that's been along those lines too. And uh, there'd been people that, that helped me out years ago. But, uh, and I did relate this one time, I don't know if it was in a Tulsa audience, but somewhere, but I was really in the, the deep midst of, of my depression. And I was a church member and I had God's Holy Spirit and I had a problem. <laughs> but I went out and I think some of you, I, I told you, uh, in my garage, uh, is very, very cluttered. And I have windows along the garage door and uh, but I've got so much clutter in there you, you know you can bend down or something behind the workbench and nobody can see you nobody can open the kitchen door and look in and see me and if I really had situations where I really wanted God to hear me that's that's my prayer closet 
and to me, for some reason, it just meant more to me. But I went out there this one day, and, and after I got home from work, and I cried all the way home. I was just so, yeah, I'm not going to tell you all the ramifications, but just to show you that the comforter is there. And I, I was down on my knees, and I don't want to sound self-righteous. I'm just wanting to say, you know, this can happen to anybody, all of us. And I just, you know, I even just, you know, I'm, I'm not a hand raiser, I'm not a, all this, but I, you know, I raised my hand and I was pleading with God, you know, God, I can't take this. This is really rough and I know you're there, but I've been dealing with this for a while. And all of a sudden, I think I told Lawrence this one time driving, it was just like at that time, just like something, just a feeling came from my head all the way down my body, I was just so relaxed and just, I felt so, I felt like I was 20 years old again. And I felt clear I didn't have any anxiety. But you know, it only lasts about 30 seconds. I, I, and I thought during that time, that God is really intervening. He is healing me. He's taking my problem away. But what it was in my mind, God said, I'm here. You still have some work to do. You still have some things to learn. But I'm here, David, I'm here, you know. And, uh, you know, for what that's worth, that, and, and I'm sure other people are going through the same thing. I know people uh, even close to me that, that are having problems even right now, and, and uh, I don't know I could be effective to them, but I would hope so. Um, third part I've got is, uh, number three, is sealed. And like I said, I'm very brief on this thing. Uh, Ephesians, uh, Ephesians 1, 9, verse, uh, no, Ephesians 1, 9 through 14. And again, we're breaking in. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has proposed or purposed in a hymn, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his will. My writing is a little bigger in this than it is on the Bible, so I don't have to put the, put the cheaters on. Verse 12, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. I'm reading a lot of this stuff just to bring up to the conclusion of this matter. In whom you also trusted after that you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, and we all believed, you were sealed at our baptism. There, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possess, possession and to the praise of his glory. Now, like I said, there's so many scriptures that we can use along the line of the Holy Spirit, so many benefits that we have from that. And I'm just scratching the surface of this today. In conclusion, like I said, these are just a few of the many attributes and many blessings of the Holy Spirit of God, which is in us, which this day depicts. You know, this is one of the things this day of Pentecost depicts. And maybe Steve will go into that uh, later. 
uh, and I'm, I'm betting that he would. If you have been baptized and have received the Holy Spirit, you right now, all of you right now, have these benefits and will be a part of the first resurrection.